0: This uh, reading today is from John chapter One. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning through him, all things were made without him, nothing was made that has been made in him was life, and that was the light, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But God, the one and only, who is at his Father's side, has made him known.
1: Please leave your Bibles open there at John 1, as we get into God's word. Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Father God, as we come before you this morning to celebrate the birth of a Saviour, to celebrate the birth of your Son. Lord, help us to remember that we are celebrating the hope we have of life beyond the grave, of being reconciled to you through the blood of Christ. We pray, Lord, that as we uh, reflect on your word this morning, as we think about who your son is and why you sent him, we pray that your Holy Spirit would show us more of Jesus. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Well, country people are known for their friendliness, aren't they? Most of us like to say good day to whoever it is that we're walking past down the street. And just about all of us, or well, maybe most of us, like to wave, recognizing the other people as they're passing by. Something really nice about people recognizing you when they bump into you or waving to you as you drive by. It's a wonderful thing to live in the country because we can recognize most of our community. We know who those people are who come from our area, and we know if someone's out of town. And if and as we see different people, we'll tend to wave to them and acknowledge that we know them, or we'll say good day if we see them down the street. Once you've lived in an area for a while, you you get to know the people that are from that area, don't you? Like I said, living in a rural community, we have a pretty good idea who the people are that are living in our area. I'm sure that we all know lots and lots of different people, but how many people do we actually really know? And how many of those people really know us? Now take myself for an example. I'm the only pastor in our small community and I know that a lot of people know little bits and pieces about myself. They might know that I have a wife and three kids. They might know that I grew up in Forbes. They might even have heard me speak at an event or something like that. While all these things reveal little bits of the puzzle as to who I am, people could say that they know about me when they don't really know me. Until you spend time getting to know someone it's really easy to assume that you know all about them without actually knowing them. And if I'm honest, I have to confess there are lots of people in our community that I know lots of things about, but I don't actually know those people. Because there's a big difference between knowing about someone and knowing that person. Don't get me wrong, there's something really special about someone saying g'day to you as you pass them down the street or, or giving you a wave in the car. It's nice to have people acknowledge that they know you or know of you anyway. But at the end of the day, there's a big difference between knowing about someone and knowing that person. Now, it's Christmas Day today, of course, and we're celebrating the birth of Jesus today. And as we celebrate the birth of Jesus this morning, well, we're celebrating the good news that a Saviour has been born. That's because on that first Christmas day, God sent his Son to make it possible for us to be reconciled to God, to have hope beyond this world. Christmas time is, is such a familiar time. It happens every year without fail that it, that it can really make us take it for granted. Many of us have put our Christmas lights up and all sorts of decorations. You know, many of us, I'm sure, have been cooking up a storm in preparation for meals that will take place later on today. Christmas is a really familiar time of the year. We know lots of things about Christmas. Because it's such a familiar time of the year, it's easy to know all about Christmas and yet forget the significance of what Christmas really means. Today we're celebrating The fact that God has revealed Himself to us through His Son. When the God the Father sent His Son to become flesh and dwell amongst us. And in the verses that we've just had read out to us from John, we're being reminded that Christmas was always God's plan. Jesus was never plan B. John tells us that the word speaking of Jesus, existed in the beginning. Like the Father, the Son is uncreated. He was before all things. He was with God in the beginning, and he is God from the beginning. Now, down in my shed, I have a, a generator. And this generator is one of those Chinese-made Honda copy generators. It's red. It looks like a Honda It doesn't have a Honda sticker on it, and it's an incredibly close copy. It's so close, in fact, that genuine Honda parts bolt straight on. But as good a copy as it is, it's never going to be as good as the real deal. It's never going to be a Honda. It's always going to be a Chonda. But Jesus, well, he isn't a copy of God. He isn't like God in the sense that he's very similar, very, very close, he is God. And he has always been God right from the very beginning. As Hebrews 1 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. When Jesus was born in the flesh that first Christmas day, God was revealing himself to us so that we might not just know about God but actually come into relationship with him. But He didn't just come to reveal himself to us. He came to set us free from the darkness. Have a look in verses 4 and 5. John says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The darkness that these verses are speaking about is the guilt of all mankind. Sin blinds our eyes, it makes it hard for us to see how separated from God we are. It makes us hard to recognize the truth in God's word. Sin leaves us stumbling around in the darkness looking for the way, but not being able to find it. But on that first Christmas day, when God entered our world in the form of a babe, a great light began to shine in this world, shining out into the darkness that was created when Adam and Eve rebelled against our creator. God came down and became flesh for us that first Christmas, and the light began to shine in the darkness, the hope of forgiveness beyond this sin-stained world through Jesus. When Jesus was born in that stable all those years ago, the true light that gives light to all men was coming into the world. Now, when John says this, when he says that Jesus gives light to every man he's not suggesting that everyone is going to be saved through Jesus but what he's saying is that God's plan of salvation the way to be made right with God has been laid out for all of creation to see but sadly not everyone is able to see In verses 10 and 11 John tells us that the word the world did not recognize Jesus, even though he is the creator of all things. And even the very nation that he was born into, those people who would have known more about him than anyone else, did not recognize him. The darkness of sin and rebellion against our creator had blinded their eyes. They should have been marveling at what God had done, but they just couldn't see it. They couldn't see that the true light that gives light to all men was coming into the world. His own people were right there. They should have known. They had all sorts of prophecies over the centuries. They rejected the light and continued to live in darkness. But John says, but to those who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. What John is saying is here that those who have come to know and trust in Jesus, those who have come to faith in Jesus, have been born again. They're no longer the same. It's a super natural change in their lives. 2 Corinthians 5.17, I'm sure you all know, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. They're no longer living in darkness, stumbling around trying to see the light, but they've seen the true light that gives light to all men. On that first Christmas day, the word became flesh. And dwelt among us, this is speaking about the same God whom one timothy uh, six sixteen describes as living in unapproachable light, unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, but through Jesus, God the Father has made himself known he 's made it possible for us to come into relationship with him. And it all began that first Christmas day. So that the glory of God the Father, who is full of grace and truth, might be displayed through his Son. As John says in verses 17 and 18. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. God's law that was given to his people throughout the centuries, from Moses all the way through the prophets, made it possible for the people of God to know all sorts of things about God. It was a wonderful and perfect revelation of who God is. In the law, God's people were reminded that he was the one who brought his people out of Egypt with a mighty hand. In the law, they were reminded that the one true God is a jealous God and he won't tolerate his people worshipping man-made gods. Through the law, God's people learnt about God's perfect holiness, the incredibly high standards of measuring up to God's God's holiness. Through the law, God's people learn all sorts of things about God, about who he is. When Jesus became flesh that first Christmas, God revealed himself in a way that far surpasses the law and the prophets. And he made it possible for us to not just know about God, but to actually know God to actually be in relationship with him. 1 Corinthians one nineteen and 20 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, that's speaking of Jesus, and through him to reconcile, to, to make those relationships right to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. It's because of Christmas that we are able to know God, to really know him, to be in relationship with him. It's because of Christmas that we're able to know forgiveness of sins and freedom from the fear of sin, Satan, and death. We all know all sorts of things about God. Many of us have grown up in going to Sunday school, grown up going to church. We know lots and lots and lots of things about God. But this morning, as we celebrate Christmas, in fact, all days we celebrate Christmas, may we reflect on whether we know Jesus, whether we know God through the Son. None of us can rely on the faith of our parents or our family members. None of us can rely on what our family has always believed. Today, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the saviour of those who trust in him, through whom we can see and know God, may we make a commitment to really get to know Jesus so that we don't just know a lot about God, so that we might come into a relationship with King Jesus and so that we might know the salvation that can only be achieved or well, that was achieved through the Son. Let's pray. Father God, as we go out from here soon and as we get caught up in all of the normal kind of family and, and Christmas celebrations that go on on Christmas Day, Lord, we pray that your spirit would continue to work in us, continue to encourage us to reflect on who Jesus is, on what he has done. And Lord, we pray that none of us would leave here this morning without knowing Jesus, without knowing the hope that can only be found through him, the forgiveness that he purchased when he died in our place on the cross. Lord, we thank you for sending your one and only Son that he might live the perfect life that we could never live and die the death that we deserve to die so that through faith in him we might be able to know God and have hope, joy and life
0: in him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.